Welcome to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Our mission is to bring you discussions on a wide array of topics in the coaching world to grow players on and off the court. You can connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and also reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Coach Mike Hernandez. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining us here for another episode, wherever in the world you are listening to us from, whatever platform you're listening to us on. As always, thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for sharing the podcast, leaving your suggestions, and tuning into this episode. Uh, those of you who've been listening for a long time know that I love talking to guests about culture and about program building and about the things they do to make their program unique and special and build a great experience for their players. So anytime I have the opportunity to talk to somebody who is passionate about that sort of thing, I, I jump on that. And I'm very happy to kind of bring that to you again today uh, with my guest who, the way I titled this episode, uh, speaks to the type of culture that they're they're trying to and probably definitely have established at their school and so this is going to be a learning experience for me because i'm sure there's going to be some new things that i'm going to pick up on this and i'm sure you will as well so if you're a big culture person like me uh this will be really cool if you're new and maybe at a different program than you were the years previous this would be pretty fun to get some ideas from and just kind of exchange and, and learn a little bit about uh, this particular program and, and how they've established the culture that they got so we're going to jump right into it with coach cooper Steele from clovis high school coach thank you so much for joining us today how are you i'm doing good i'm excited uh thanks for having me coach uh, I can't wait to talk basketball yeah let's let's get right into it coach let's talk about your journey where's the game taking you where's your coaching journey taking you and and what were the steps that led you to Clovis yeah so um I was excited to answer this question because it's going to sound like I'm going to go too deep but uh, I'll make it quick <laughs> all right let's do it. um so my grandfather was a was a really highly respected coach here in California multiple stops um Fresno State Santa Barbara City College and then when I was growing up, he was at Hartnell College, and that's you know that's where I grew up is in that gym, watching him sitting on that bench, learning the game, being around those guys, and and he had such a following of great players and people that you know I was really lucky to grow up around that. So you know I was just in the gym my whole life, um, grew up, and then when I started playing, his son, uh, my uncle Deron Carbajal, really taught me the game. And then as soon as I got done playing at Reedley College, I uh, started coaching with Deron and just soaked up everything I could. Um, ended up being his assistant, and we won a, We were at Buchanan High School, who's right down the street here, and we won a league championship. And then he ended up having to um, – or not having to, but he wanted to go coach his son over at Fresno Pacific. Mm -hmm. So I took over that program at Buchanan. And probably too young, I was 24 – and, you know, no no excuses or anything, but probably wasn't quite ready. Um, we had some good teams. We battled. Uh, really proud of those girls. Really proud of what we did over there. Um, and then that took me, you know, that didn't work out. And Greg Clark, really, um, really good friend of mine, was the head coach at Clovis High School and brought me on. And, and he really taught me how to be a head coach. I really learned a lot from him on how to kind of be the face of a program, how to how to communicate with parents and refs and admin and just learned a ton from him. Um, so and then he actually had to step away last October. So I took I stepped into that role pretty late, you know, right at season time. So we, you know, that was last year and and now this has been my first full year getting ready for a full season. So so here we are. Yeah, I, I, let me ask you about that experience, you know, basically growing up kind of in the gym and growing up uh, yeah. surrounded, you know, by, by, by coaching a lot. How, how, how did that really affect you and, and your identity and, and your uh, just style as a coach by just kind of growing up and being around it all the time? Well, I think it just I think the main thing is it was so nice to be around such, you know, good people all the time. And. But all the coaches I was around, you know, my grandfather, my uncle, my dad coached multiple sports, and my dad was in uh, administration when I was growing up, so he, we were always around other coaches. I, I remember being a kid, 
and my dad was an admin and Vaughn Webb and Vince Wesson were coaching the junior high basketball team. And on that team was just some outstanding players. Deshaun Stevenson was on that eighth grade team. Oh, wow. <laughs> played. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was like a kid and I sat on that bench, you know, just, just sitting there. And I didn't know what I was experiencing. Um, but, but all that kind of those different styles of culture and teaching and learning, I think soaked up. And I, I had so much, um, I was around that I think it's been really nice over the last few years to try to pick and choose and, and aim what kind of culture I want to, um, you know, influence on my kids. So, so just picking up so much from good people and, and like, um, unfortunately when my grandfather passed, um, the amount of people that were at and ex players and ex coaches and friends that were at that, um, those, you know, gatherings, I just realized how lucky I was to be around that. Yeah. I mean, just to have that experience of kind of seeing, you know, coaching like done the right way and everything and just seeing, right. like the way it's established. It's like, wow, like this is, it's just such an incredible like learning experience. It's so unique, right? That so many, you know, people don't really get that, that kind of experience. So to have like kind of that unique perspective, no, that's, that's really cool. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So, really nice to just um, pick and choose what I wanted <laughs> to kind of, you know, without even knowing it <laughs> kind well, of growing up. Yeah. I mean, and then that's, I'm sure maybe maybe a part of it too is is you needing to right i establish kind of your own personal identity right your own right. your own culture and kind of be able to think about like what matters to you and and not and kind of have to balance between you know what what is it that that worked for you know people in your family and 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 things you want to do versus like what are some things that are probably unique to your own philosophy and your own style plus you know it's a, it's, a, it's a different age right it's a different different year <laughs> different generation sort of thing absolutely you know taking the good part and then also making sure you put your own kind of thing to it right which is probably where the culture part piece comes in as well absolutely so i know we're going to spend a lot of time uh discussing uh culture and 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 everything like that and I'm, I'm really excited to do so and i wanted to make sure though i did i did give some specific time for you to talk a little bit about uh, your X's and O's and things that you like to run uh, on the court. So, what what do you what do you like to do? What what type of uh, X's and O's coach offensively and defensively would you kind of describe yourself as? You know, and I I think it kind of goes back to all everything I've grew up watching is is I really you know I I kind of take pride in our kids' ability to to learn the game and and play the game. Um, off of reads and reactions offensively, we run a five out. And every play is a reaction. You make a pass, you either set a ball screen, screen away, or cut based off of the defense. And we spend a lot of time working on those reads. We spend a lot of time working on mismatches and and how to gain an advantage, you know, where, where it lies. Um, so hopefully when my kids leave, they, they really understand the game and understand um, how to make those decisions on the fly. So offensively, it's it's a five-out uh, motion offense, read and react. Defensively, we we play straight half-court man-to-man. It's kind of a lost thing nowadays, mm -hmm. it seems like, at least, you know, in our area. Um, a lot of pressing, a lot of trapping, um, but we go straight man-to-man. -man. We try to find our advantage. We we sit down, we guard, and, and, you know, we really feel like that gives us a great chance to win because it's on our shoulders. You know, mm -hmm. if you can stay in front of your – of your man, then we have a good chance to win. If you show good help and you, you know, you rebound and, and you work together, you have a great chance to win that game. And and offensively, if you if we get great shots based off of reads, we have a good chance. And and we like having, you know, the game on our shoulders. Not um necessarily like here's what we're gonna do. If you beat it, we lose. So um we're really really working hard. I, I um we played up last night in kind of a preseason tournament and it was it was fun. We have a long way to go, but <laughs> but we can see the the uh, light at the end of the tunnel for sure if we can start making good decisions and and stay consistent throughout a game. Well, you're you're talking to somebody who loves going man to man and who loves like <laughs> I I am a man to man person. If I if I could if I could find a way to effectively and I uh, switch it up sometimes, but just play man man to man all the time, and I'm sure I could. I, like that's to me is is perfect. And I think one of the things I, I I've done read and react as well, and 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 five out motion. I think one of the things that seems to be uh, kind of 
a real, real big advantage to kind of running man to man in, in the read and react system that you talked about is those players then are probably going to be adept to be able to go to any system if they, you know, are playing at the next level or, or, you know, they, they have future aspirations for basketball. If you can do man to man and you can kind of play in a, a read and react type system, you can probably fit into anything if you play, especially like after high school. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the goal. Um, and I, and, that's what we've experienced so far, and we're we're proud of that because yeah, we we believe that's really the base of of the game, right? <laughs> or at least at least we do over here. If you can if you can guard your man, you can you can probably do a lot of things. So yeah, yeah I agree. So I titled this from what what I believe is is how you kind of refer to to your culture, the twenty four eighty four earn it culture and and it's it's a cool name like i just think it's a cool name <laughs> the title, <laughs> the title of that so I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners are like what in the world what what, what what does that mean what is he talking about with that so let's let's jump into that coach what what what, what does that mean where did that where did that term come from well what's been the development of of, of this co uh culture philosophy uh that that you've established yeah i'm i'm excited to talk about it you know i've i mean our, i think our team and our program understands it now and they've really um moved with it but it, it's kind of neat to to share it so i'm excited um so it really started with you know like i said that my whole life kind of being around the game one thing that's really the dilemma that's really bothered me um or not necessarily bothered me but i've really focused on is how coaches you know a lot a lot of coaches say it a different way but is it the best players are going to play or is it the people who work the hardest and show up the most, you know? And I, th I think that dilemma has always kind of, I've always been real interested in seeing that because you hear coaches say it all the time, you know, Hey, the people who show up all the time, the people who work the hardest, that's who I'm going to play. Is that always true? You know? And I, I don't think so. And I've, I've been on both sides of it. You know, I played in college when I was, I worked very hard and I just wasn't good enough to get a lot of court time. My teammates were outstanding. They were great players. And, you know, it didn't matter if I worked the hardest. You know, I still did it because I took pride in that. Um, but, you know, at some point, the coach is going to put the, the best players on the court. Now, as a coach, where do you draw that line? And that's always bothered me. Of, so if you're really good, you can just not work hard and, you know, cruise. And, you know, that's not right either. So really trying to to harness that all of that and, and explain it in a quick way is where this kind of came from. So at last year when I, like I said, I took over pretty late in October. So I, um, I gathered my staff and at some point coach will have to, uh, you have to give me a couple minutes just on my staff. Cause my staff is All unbelievable. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I believe we could have any, any motto or culture and, and with, with the people I have around me, we'd make it work. Cause they're, they're amazing. But right. anyways, so we, uh, you know, we went to breakfast. I brought two players, um, Devin Miller and Genevieve Tamandong, who have been with me personally. I took over their AAU group when they were in seventh grade. And then they they came right up to varsity as freshmen. So they've been right by my side. This is going on six years. Um, and we just talked it out. We, we talked it out. I told them what I was thinking. Um, we had a really great conversation. I think we were there for a few hours. Um, and I kind of had an idea what I was looking for, but they really helped me shape it. Um, so what we came up with was 2484 earn it. Um, so what that means is 24, you have 24 hours in a day to earn your way onto our court. And that includes, you know, how are, are you being a good person in general? Are you a good student? Are you a good teammate? Are you a good listener? Um, all those things where we can say, and I, I tell my girls, I will protect you from someone who will ruin our culture. You know, if someone comes in who I don't care how great they are on the court, if they don't earn their way in those 24 hours, if they're not showing up, if they, you know, if they don't have the grades, obviously, to play, if, if they're just not a good teammate, they won't make it into our gym. They will not make it onto our program and, and our practices. And that's where the 24 is. And it, it's neat because 24 has kind of taken on a life of its own as far as, you know, nutrition, in those 24 hours, are you doing your job to be your best on the court? Are you staying up till 4 a.m. when we have a 6 a.m. practice and now you're not yourself? So it's, I mean, what's really neat is I can look at my players and be like, 24, are you holding up your end of the, the bargain? And, and they know what that means. So 
So that's the 24. You have to earn your way onto our, you know, onto our court. And our court is 84 feet. <laughs> so, and what we say is if you've earned your way onto that court, now, now you got to earn everything. Everything is earned on those 84 feet. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a way that I can say all those things I was saying earlier, as far as how do you manage, you know, who, who gets on the court or who, who gets to play. And so in 84 feet, you have to earn it. You want a rebound, you got to block out. You want to steal, you got to jump that passing lane and do it with the right hand and, and be in a stance. And, you know, you want a bucket, you got to earn it. And it's been really cool to, to use that. And what's really nice is um, there is no, nobody is given anything. You know, you could be a senior, you could be four-year varsity player, you could be, you could have, you know, started on JV. You got to earn it now. And you got to earn it in these 84 feet. And I, you know, you could be a freshman, sophomore, I don't care. If you earn it, you're going to play. So it's been real nice. 24, 84, earn it. Um, like last year we had a, it was, we had a volleyball player come out and play. She is a world-class athlete. She's going to go on a full ride to Arizona for volleyball. She won a state championship in track. <laughs> She's just an unbelievable athlete. And we got her to play basketball last year. Well, then it kind of comes up. The, the question is, well, you know, she hasn't been here for 10 months. How does that work? Well, obviously, she's doing her job, you know, in the 24. It's just not in our sport necessarily. Mm -hmm. Well, she's doing her job. Great, great player, great person, great athlete. So then we throw her on the on the court, and now we'll see who's going to earn that spot. Is it this this athlete? Um, her name's Sydney Vanek, by the way. She's she's unreal. Uh, great, great kid. Loved coaching her. Um, or the people who have been there for 12 months. And this is a good way for me to explain that. You know, because it is tough. It is tough when a player goes, coach, you know, I haven't missed a practice all year. You know, now it's just, hey, you got to earn it. You got to go beat that person out. And, like you've uh, earned the opportunity to, to be on the court sort of thing. But then you got to earn it once you're right. there on the court. Right. Exactly. So it's been really good for us. Um, it's been the, the kids have really embraced it. it. It's been awesome. So coach, let me so let me let me ask yeah, you about that. The uh the buy-in process so what was that like when you were kind of introducing this and kind of ro rolling this out to uh to, to your players what what was the reaction what was the what was the vibe in the room after you kind of rolled this one out and explained that this was the direction you wanted to go probably a little bit of a little bit of confusion right away <laughs> they're kind of looking at me like what you know and, but i think where it came to life is when those questions did come up you know, like, hey, what can I do to start? You got to earn it, you know? Who who are you going to beat out to start? Or am I going to make varsity? Well, we'll see. You got to earn it. There's 10 spots, and we'll see who earns it. And then, you know, we had some situations where players weren't able to, to get to practice because of grades or other issues. And when the question is, you're not doing your job to get onto the practice. Or, you know, hey, can I be on the team even if I um, didn't do this or that? No, you got to earn your way in here. And and the girls really start to embrace it. You know, they, they really have now it's big time. So we had a kind of a couple cool stories. Um, Kaya Simeon's one of our, one of our forward players. And uh, she was asked to train a third grader last year. And on Twitter, she got on, Hey, great job. You did good. And she's wearing her big 2484 earn it shirt. And that's what she tweeted 2484 earn it. So I think that moment to me was like, oh, man, they're embracing this. They like this. And, you know, like you said earlier, it is a little bit of a cryptic message. So it's it's neat to where, you know, when these girls put that shirt on, when they talk about it, when they tweet it, they know they're going to get asked questions and they take pride in answering them. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not something where they just put on, you know, family and no one's going to ask. People look at that um, shirt and they're going to ask you questions. So to, so to even... Um, you know, put that on display shows they're embracing it, especially right now. And then the other cool story, you know, obviously real close to me is my daughter is in our, uh, is on our, in our program on the seventh grade team. And the other day we were somewhere and, and someone asked me, Hey, Hey, you know, Coop, what does 2484 mean again? And she took over and answered the question before oh, that's I cool. could. That's it cool. was awesome. It was, it was such a neat moment for me. And she, and she went right into it. And that's, you know, 
aside from being my daughter, that's a seventh grader who's not, you know, she's in our program, but she's not at every practice, you know, so she, it's trickling down. And yesterday um, we went and like I said, we played up North in Sacramento and our varsity played and then our seventh graders played and our, on most of our varsity sat right there and sat with them, talked to them during the game, sat on the bench with them. You know, I, I wasn't a part of every conversation, but they had their arms around these kids talking to them. And I, I really believe our culture is, is influencing that. And they, they are talking about 2484 earning. Yeah, no, I mean, that's when you, when you can get the, the players talking about it or you can get people who aren't even in your program, right, who kind of know about it and can speak about it. It's like, okay, they're, 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 there's that buy-in. And it sounds like that buy-in process came, came pretty, pretty quickly. Like once, once it was rolled out and, and once uh, you, once the players sort of bought in, um, they seem to they seem to jump right on it, and so I wanted I wanted to ask out, out of curiosity: Was there moments where, uh, as, as that culture was being established, where it was, um, where where you were tested at all, or or, or where it was uh, kind of put to the test whether or not you would follow through on on that culture and actually follow through with of what it is that you meant by it? Um, you know, yeah, of course, uh, especially with you know, like I said, we had. There, there were questions with the volleyball player and, you know, like, well, you know, we've been working this long and, you know, she hasn't necessarily been here, but that, that was it. And then once I kind of laid out, this is what we believe in, this is what we do. Those, those questions were kind of answered. And, and I got to say, coach, I, I'm so lucky to have my kids and the parents in this program. And like I already said, the coaches, you know, we don't, we don't get tested a lot on stuff like that because they are great people, great great all around and they, they will believe in what we're doing I, i'm lucky that they they trust what we're doing um i did want to say i should have answered this in the last question but, but um i shared with you earlier the pins idea so we have we have um pins that say 84 that they put on their backpack and it's kind of like the you know ohio state helmet idea a little bit so every game if we win everybody gets a pin if I write out individual goals for each player uh, before the game, and if you reach your individual goal, you get a pin. And those pins, or I mean, those goals are never scoring. I've never put, you know, go get 10 points and you get a pin. It's three O boards, two steals, one charge, stuff like that. So that is where it was really embraced as well. And, and I have another cool story on that. Um, so at, you know, at the next day at each practice, I would say, okay, here's our ring ceremony or pin ceremony, I should say. And uh, I'd give out our pins. Here you go. You can reach your goal. You can reach your goal. And one of our guards, Alyssa Kim, about the third time, she goes, hold on, coach. She goes, I, I need to take over this pin ceremony. You're not doing good enough on this speech. And so that it was, it was really funny. So then she would make a big deal about it. You know, you know, I'd like to welcome you all to the pin ceremony of, <laughs> you know, whatever day oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. was hilarious. And she'd talk about each kid and that became such a culture builder and such an awesome moment to start every practice that that that's where it really took off, I think. And now you got kids walking around with 10, 12 pins on their backpack, loud and proud. People asking, what, what in the world is that? And they're mm -hmm. proud to answer it, you know, and, and this year what we just ordered is a 24 pins as well. So um, you do your job in the classroom or, you know, you do something great. Um, I've talked to their teachers. Hey, shoot, shoot me a message. They do something great in class. They're helping somebody out. Uh, shoot, shoot me a message and they'll get a 24 pin. So the pins is really where it took off. I, sh I should say. That is, that is so funny. I can just imagine this player just be like, no coach, I got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, no, no, no. You're not doing it. You're not doing it right. Like, Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. Oh, I, <laughs> hey, I stepped aside. She was, she was hilarious. I I could go on about that. She that was is, great. That is funny. So as this culture has started to work your way in, into your program, what is uh what does that then translate to and look like on the court once uh the players really started buying in? What did you kind of notice on the court that that your players were able to do once once that culture was was starting to really really take hold? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we were able to kind of use this culture and that, you know, that phrase for is is um, their roles. So like I said, you earn your 84 pin based off your goals. And obviously I'm the one writing the goals. So it's nice to kind of show the players, you know, I don't 
it's not like everyone goal is 15 points, 20 points, 10 points. It's, hey, your your job is to take a couple charges. And they that's what they're looking to do. Obviously, we want to win the game. But secondly, I want to reach my goal. And if everyone reaches their goal based off of what I've written, <laughs> they're doing their job and, and it's working really well. So, um, and I can use it in, you know, we might have a kid who scores the heck out of the ball, but you know, doesn't get a lot of steals or isn't in defensive position a lot. And now mm-hmm. I can say, you got to get three three deflections on defense to reach your goal. And that's what they're working on. So so I would say the pins and the, the goal sheets each game really has helped us define our roles, which then leads to more conversations about how do I get a bigger role? You know, how do what do I do in the offseason to, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be our defensive stopper, but I want to want to put some buckets in there. And so that's what I've seen on the court, reaching their goals, identifying the roles, and then then trying to branch out and, and expand those roles. So you you haven't had a situation where, you know, a player's trying to, you know, reach their goal at all costs, even if it's at the detriment of the team. I mean, if, if you haven't had that, that's great. If you haven't had that situation, <laughs> I know some coaches listening might be like, oh, man, I, I might have some players who might they, they might just be so focused on their goal. And even if it isn't exactly what we need at the moment, but but that hasn't been a situation you've had, huh? No. And, and I've thought about it. That's funny. Like, I, I've I've honestly thought, you know, if I tell this girl, she has to take a charge but she has four fouls and she goes in there trying to take a crazy charge just to reach her goal um I've definitely thought about it but no I I haven't seen it yet we haven't seen it thankfully hopefully that one doesn't come back to bite me because yeah it's definitely a valid question and concern but you know I think our girls they understand the goals to win and they're, they're smart kids and you know we have a great staff who's constantly reminding them you know, in that situation, hey, you got four. Don't don't chance it. We we can't lose you. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a good question. I've thought about it, but haven't seen it yet. So so far, I haven't had haven't had that experience. Hopefully, you don't either. But you know, <laughs> I, but like as you mentioned, though, you you talked about the fact that it seems that you're that there's been like a great culture and a great group, and it seems like like things even prior to your arrival at at uh, Clovis seemed like there was a lot of like really good things happening, a lot of really yeah. high character individuals there, right? Definitely. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So, when a let, let's, I want to kind of specifically ask about when when players kind of come to you and ask about like, hey, increasing their role or 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 things that they can do and things that they can work on and things that they can get better at. I, I was really curious about what what are what are what is that conversation like? How how do you kind of have that conversation with a player? It, it, do you kind of tell tell the player about what it is that like you see from them do you have like the player come and like bring like you know certain evidence before that conversation what's what's that conversation like when a player's like wondering about like wanting to increase their role and and wanting to you know contribute more i think the biggest thing and, and i've found is is like you said to just have a conversation you know just really sit down face to face and talk it out be honest with each other um, like I always tell them, I, I am more than happy to have this conversation. Let's talk it out. It doesn't mes- necessarily mean it will lead to anything, but let's have a conversation. You know, um, you want to score the ball more. You want to get more shots up. Who are you shooting better than? You know, because if I have two, three shooters on the court who, who can really shoot the ball, I don't need a fourth. You know, I need that fourth player to be a rebounder, stopper, move the ball, stuff like that. So, um, it's just being honest with you, with the player and letting them be honest with you. I think if a player comes to you with fear of, you know, getting in trouble or scolded, then they're not going to be honest, you know, and that's where I've found a little bit of success. Um, I just had a, a, I have a senior right now who's one of my favorite kids of all time. And, and she came to me and we went out to lunch and just, you know, talked it out. And, and I think we both felt a lot better about it to where if we're going to reach the goals we want to reach as a team, there are there are roles. You know, we can't have five just spot-up shooters. We can't have uh, five point guards. We need roles and, and talking it out. And, hey, you can change your role, but it's going to take a lot of work, and, and it comes back to earning it. Who are you beating out? How are you going to earn the role of our spot-up shooter? What are you doing? How many extra shots are you getting? Because, you know, everyone's getting the same amount of reps at practice. So if you're just showing up to practice, how are you earning that role of, of shooter or point guard or, or whatever it is? 
Um, and then that leads to a lot of really good conversations in the off season too. Um, one thing I try to do is really let my staff take on, on the role of uh, skill training because it's, it's, it's other eyes and they, they get to see it. And, you know, we have plenty of opportunities to get in the gym and get better outside of practice. So who are you, who have you called this week? You know, how, how many extra things did you do? And like I said, I, I think, I believe the 2484 earn it has helped us with that because that's basically the first question. How are you earning it? You tell me how you're earning that extra time or those extra shots. Don't, don't have me tell you. So just yeah, a conversation. It's, it's really, it's, it's really interesting in my experience that sometimes I think players don't, don't think about the fact that, or, or don't realize it until you have that conversation that if a player wants to do more or contribute more then they're also asking for somebody else to like do less yeah. Yeah, yeah and i think that sometimes they don't think about it that way it's like well Absolutely. if you're gonna do more that means somebody else isn't so like you said like what are you what are you like doing better than right like what are you uh like what are you improving it's real real quick just side story and i may have i may have talked about this before i remember a coach talking about how when they are looking to uh, sub somebody in when they're looking at their bench and they're looking to to put a player in. I remember this coach was, was trying to tell their players like, hey, like if you want to get in the game and you want to sub for somebody or if I'm looking to, you know, sub in somebody, that means that there's a problem that's on the court and I'm looking for somebody on my bench to mm -hmm. like solve that problem. So what problem are you solving if I put you in the game for somebody else and something like that? And I thought that that was kind of an interesting concept as well. So... Hey, that's that's going into the next conversation, Coach. I'm taking it. <laughs> oh yeah, is it? Yeah, there you go. Feel what free are to you steal solving. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking it. <laughs> All right, good. I mean, I'll, I stole it from somebody, so there you go. Feel free <laughs> to keep passing it on. Um, I, I was curious about the 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 24 part. So, was that something that that um your players kind of understood right away, or is that something that like they they that you had to have like more of a deeper conversation in terms of like what it was they were doing in those 24 hours outside of basketball, or or is that something that you thought that they kind of picked up on uh, pretty well? I think they picked up on it well. We did have a lot of long talks about it, and, and you know what it's really used to say is. Um, you know, who are you outside of, of the gym? And, and is that person helping our culture? You know, they they really kind of took on more of the, like I said, nutrition, getting enough sleep. You know, they were the ones who kind of came to me with that. I was saying more, you know, hey, if, you, if you're a jerk, <laughs> you don't get to be, in, I don't care how, you know, good you are. You don't get to be in our program. If you're showing up to practice one out of three days, you don't get to be a part of this. I'm, I'm, I will never you know, sacrifice my, my values as a coach just for a great player. And that's, that's what it really meant to me. But now they're really taking on that life of, uh, uh, so that same player that, uh, took over the pin ceremony, we tease her a lot because she's loves to drink her Red Bulls, <laughs> you know, and we always tell her, Hey, 20, you got to drink some water. You got to be hydrated 24. And, and we actually say that to each other, you know, she's, she'll have a big water bottle. Hey, 24 coach, I'm doing my job, you know? So, it, so it, it took on pretty quick. And and I would say they, the players took on that 24 part more than, more than I did or my coaches did. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, cause that's, you know, I think that that's, that's, that's been a big uh, adjustment. I know like in talking to some of my players sometimes is, is, is realizing that all of the actions that they do, are, are directly affect you know what what they produce and what they perform on the court like what they're doing like every hour of the day what they're doing in the classroom what their dietary habits are what even sometimes right. what they're doing in their free time right like all those decisions for better or for worse do show up in some form or fashion on, on the court even if it's as simple as like being dehydrated right or not getting enough sleep or not being eligible for grades and and i think that that's a really cool culture piece when when players realize that like you're if you're going to be in a program or represent a team like you're 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 never not like a basketball player on that team every everything that you're doing from saturday night to you know tuesday morning is, is still like a reflection of like what you're doing and what you're you're doing to make yourself a better player even if it's not like necessarily basketball related at that moment absolutely you know and and i think it's our job to you know, one of the other thing is, is how to uh, manage your time. 
And that's part of the 24 also is even if you're doing a great job and, and what these kids do, I mean, you know, with their AP classes and then morning weightlifting and then practice for two hours. And then, <laughs> you know, what they do is unbelievable. I, I, I'm so uh, in, in awe and respect them for all that. But 24 is part of learning how to do that. And, and I think they've, like you said, it's not like basketball's 24 hours a day, but you know, it can, uh, the 24 hours a day can affect basketball for sure. If you're getting in trouble or not doing your job, like you said, so I, I agree. So what do you, what do your practices look like and how do your practices kind of go into the 2484 culture? What, what do you kind of see uh, from your culture uh, represented and shown in, in, in your practices that you run? Just a lot of competition type stuff. Um, I think we've, we've done a lot more of that just to, it's, you know, we got to show who's earning it, you know, who's, who's winning the blockout drills, who's winning the sprints, who's winning, you know, three on three. So this year we are, uh, we're bringing in, I, I mean, we are most likely going to have four freshmen on our varsity team this year and they're fighting for starting spots. They, they are, we have an amazing freshman class. We have a freshman point guard who's who's an absolute phenom, Sadie Sin. Uh, remember that name? <laughs> you'll you'll see it someday. <laughs> she's she's just unbelievable. Um, so putting those situations where you know three on three, and we've had situations where our three freshmen have played three upperclassmen in three on three, and they've won. And that's that falls right into earn it. You know there are no questions of who's earning that job. I don't care what grade you're in. Who who you know who's winning those competitions and and um, so a lot of competing and I think a lot of understanding, I think it's helping our kids understand, I got to I got to win this drill or I got to consistently beat somebody out because if I don't, you know, they're going to start and coach coach believes in putting the people who have earned it on the court. And so like it, it seems like it adds like a, a layer of like re really healthy, like competition out there. Like nothing is like taken for granted. Right. Nothing is like assumed like right. every single practice in, in a sense is like a, a, a chance. Right. To kind of like show like what, what you're capable of and like what, 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 you're, what you've kind of learned and, and improved on over over the you know even if it's the past 24 hours so like every every practice it seems like of yours has like a level of like okay like there, there's something i i could you know re really show in this practice to like earn, earn some more playing time or earn a spot absolutely that's that's the goal and i you know it seems like it's it's really going well with that and like i said that point guard's most likely gonna start at point for us as a freshman and i don't think there's any questions within that within those 84 feet as to why they've seen it. They understand it. And now their job, if they want to take that job is to take it and earn it. And so I, I did want to ask, and it, it, it sounds like um, you said you have a really healthy, like culture and a really healthy, uh, healthy team environment. Um, so if you, if you not really had to deal with those uh, conversations with players, like being confused as to why, you know, somebody else got this spot or somebody else like, is is in this position as has it been like very like hey like this is what it is like they've shown this and then the players are, are are good with it you know i'm sure there's a lot of questions i'm sure that um i i'm sure they're they do wonder sometimes but uh we haven't had to have too many conversations because i believe that they know the answer you know i, I really do believe my kids understand what i'm gonna say you know like we talked about previous with those those conversations of how are you earning it? I, I do believe my kids, um, thanks to my staff, I'm sure there's a lot of conversations going on. I don't always get to hear of this is what you got to do. This is how you win that job. Go do it. So, um, and we'll see. Um, we have, we're going to be pretty deep this year, like one through 12 is pretty close. So I'm sure there will be a lot of conversations coming up soon about, you know, how do I, I mean, just up north yesterday, I was subbing. It was tough. You know, like, dang, wait, you haven't been in? Dang, you're, <laughs> you can give us a lot. Wait, I haven't put you in this half? Dang. So I, I'm sure there will be a lot of those conversations and I look forward to them. And, and yeah, I, I think it's coming, but I think it's in a healthy way. I think it's, like you said, I don't think anybody wants to, you know, look down on any, well, she shouldn't play. I should play. We don't have that, but I, you know, I, I got 12 girls who want to start. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And I'm proud of that. That's what what I want them to want.
Yeah, and and it sounds like you're gonna in in a good way gonna be uh, having to maybe potentially make some tough decisions or something <laughs> and have to, because I mean that that's difficult and uh you know to, to try and really what's the difference right between my you know number five and number six or my number six and number seven like when you have things that are like that close and that competitive I'm sure you really have to really think about like what that those players have done to earn it what have those players been doing in those 24 hours like it it could i i can imagine potentially for you could almost feel like in a certain way that you're it's 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 almost centimeters or millimeters of difference at that point absolutely absolutely and that's where that you know that family feel comes in where you know i i think if you're rooting for each other it, it's a win-win and i i do believe that's where we're at as a as a program right now they they all want to start, but I, I do believe they, they are happy for each other. They root for each other. Um, last year, we, we had a game, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, where we had just a crazy comeback. And, and the, the culture on that bench, um, I, I will show future teams forever. I'll just put that video up when we made our run at the end. I mean, <laughs> we were just jumping around, so happy for each other. People who hadn't been in the game, people who weren't you know even dressed out. Um, and, and as long as that comes first, that's the healthy competition part of it to where, you know, no one's on that bench sulking cause I should be in it's, it's, yeah. it is about us first. Well, if you wanted to expand on that and go ahead and talk about the way that you're, you feel like your culture is really, um, kind of manifested itself in, in the game or, and like you said, the, 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 those moments. And if there's more to share by all means, go ahead of moments you've seen when you're coaching in a game where you're like, oh, like this is this is that culture coming through. Yeah, just, I mean, so last year, like I said, we I uh, I took over pretty late and we had to try to figure out a lot of things pretty quick. And and we had some, some tough moments early on in the season, some tough games where it just did not look good. And, and we really didn't, um, we really didn't have a point guard last year. And I moved our shooting guard to point guard, Devin Miller, one of those girls I talked about earlier who's been with me. And and it did. It took her a couple games to get it right. And and it took us all the way down into the playoffs um, where, like I said, we, we started out struggling. And we ended up making a section championship game. And that game, we were down, uh, we were down 33 to 18 late in the third. We just couldn't put the ball in the bucket. And we ended up going on a 34 to 3 run. <laughs> and taking a taking a I think it was a 52 to 36 lead or, or something like that and and like I could never explain the culture better than just showing that video and just I, I watch that all the time just for just to put me in a good mood <laughs> not even to learn anything from that video. <laughs> just watching our bench and, and our coaches high-fiving each other and and players um, hugging on the bench and kind of dancing around in a, in a respectful way in in pure joy and excitement and and um yeah it, it you could see it all right there and and to win that game to send us to a section championship was like I said I will show that video to every team this is the goal not anything on the court this right here is our goal where every time we take a three, there were 12 hands up in the air with three fingers on them. <laughs> and when that ball went in, they were jumping around and it was, it was great. And that, that's really what I've seen from our, you know, from our culture and, and our parents, players, coaches, everyone. And so uh, the, the parent aspect too, you know, that's, that's a big aspect. I know to coaching people always, you know, wondering about the best way to include, you know, parents and then make sure the parents are, are happy and everything like that, uh, of that nature. And it seems like, I'll let you speak on it that that the parents were, were were all in and they they bought into it and made sense to them and are, are parents seemingly on board with, with what you're trying to do i i think so yeah i really believe one of our parents is actually the one who uh, bought all of our pins <laughs> um, okay or, there you or go. ordered them all you know they they and and everyone does you know they have it, it, like yesterday someone um one of our parents filmed the game and made sure every other parent who wasn't there was on the facebook live group and there, I was looking at there's like 20 people watching our September 10th basketball game <laughs> up in Rockland, California. Um, so I think they're bought in. I really do. And I think uh, they listen to their kids and they, they ask them about it. And I think if you asked a random parent, hey, what's 2484? What in the world is that? I, I'll bet you all of our parents could answer you pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I think there's probably coaches listening right now or who are probably even more impressed about the parent buy-in and the parents <laughs> being all in on that uh, the, the more than anything else. I mean, that's when you, when you when you get that, I mean, I can imagine you, you get parents bought in like that. The, the parents can be the ones that know also just like the teammates and just like you as a coach, the parents can be holding, holding their child accountable to that culture as well if they're bought into it. And that goes back to where I'm so lucky, coach. I mean, that, they're, we're just around good people to where, you know, we can implement a lot of different culture phrases or mottos. And, and my kids are raised the right way. Um, my parents do the right thing. They have them at practice. You know, it makes it easy when you hold kids accountable when they're when they got a ride to practice every day and they're on time. And, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier in that sense. It makes it. <laughs> to hold them accountable when, when they're being held accountable at home. And I, I'm really lucky to be around the parents I'm around. Excellent. Uh, you mentioned it a couple of times and I would, uh, and I want to make sure that you can be intentional about it, about uh, the work that your staff has done. So I want to make sure I des designate some time. If you want to talk <laughs> about your staff and the, and the great things that seem that they're, it seems like they're doing. Yeah. I, I appreciate you giving me that time. I just, I have to, I have to take this time to talk about them because you know, our, our motto could be whatever you want. It could be uh, grip it and rip it. It could be a golf term, and they, they would find a way to make it work. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just really nice to be around. Uh, Mark Tom has been with me now for at both schools that I've coached at, kind of my right-hand man, and I I really look up to him as a person, and and we coach really well together, and we, we hold each other accountable, and we talk things out, and – he he is so good about buying into what we're doing. It's really nice to have someone who will buy in for two hours of practice and then ask me, hey, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, like, let's let's do better on this. And then we'll fix it, and then he'll buy in the next day. And I got um, – last year I went out and got two guys, like, I got the job late. Um, their names are Mark Ueno and Jeff Arndt. And they are just absolute workers. You know, same kind of thing. They buy in. They ask questions. They They're both – were outstanding players and they're, they're letting that filter into our girls and our girls look up to them as players a ton. They, they really want to know. Um, there's, they're the kind of skill work guys I talked about and they really teach us, teach our girls how to play and what to do and situational type stuff. And then, and then what I, I got really lucky. I mentioned him at the very beginning is uh, Deron Carbajal, my uncle mm -hmm. who, who I basically learned the game from. So to have him with, me on staff and then his son who played in college my cousin Jackson Carbajal to have those two guys around gives us that family feel as well and like I said I most of what I believe in the game of basketball comes from Deron. so to have him coaching my team and helping me and talking to me after and anytime he'll shoot me a text great job today proud of you it, it just it goes so far so I'm so lucky to have the staff I have I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without them. And, and thank you for giving me that time to talk about them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just to have a, like <laughs> to have the, the staff who's, who's all in and all, all on board, right. They're during, you know, practice and in games and when you're in front of everyone, making sure that you're unified and bought in and then <laughs> to have that same coach be the one who's going to pull you aside later and, you know, ask some questions or give some like critiques like that. That's the best to me. Like yeah. <laughs> you have the buy-in and then also, <clears throat> excuse me also to you know feel empowered i think that that that's that's a big thing and i i, I hear that from so many successful coaches who have staffs who feel empowered to you know offer suggestions and offer you know um some ideas and everything and feel like their voice is heard i think that that just it seems like it, that just helps so much in terms of like those coaches buy in um, your assistance when they know that the things that they say are going to be listened to and 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 there's going to be a real productive conversation happening about those things. Well, right, and I mean, what's kind of crazy about us is I'm actually the youngest of the group, um, so to have the the humbleness and the the teamwork of you know yeah the young guys in charge is is. It just shows what kind of people they are, and, and like I said, humble, and, and they work together, and and uh, it, it's just it's really neat to to for me to have my own role models around me that work with me every yeah. day. You know, I, I get to be around my role models every single day, and I couldn't ask for anything better than that. Uh, yeah, no, that, that that's that's really cool. No, no, that 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 is awesome. 
Um, we've talked, we've touched about, about this, uh, a, a little bit, but I want to make sure I designated some specific time to that about this culture and, and what results you have seen in, in terms of what your players are like, uh, off the court. What, if any changes have you kind of noticed, uh, with, with, with them in the way, um, that they, they carry themselves, the way that they, uh, kind of present themselves and the way they just kind of act around school, uh, now that they've kind of brought into this culture, I know we have touched upon it a little bit, but I want to make sure I specifically ask about just kind of what you've seen uh, with, with these with these players kind of off, uh, off the court now that they're they're all in on this culture. Um, a couple things I I've really seen, like I said, that you know you you put a shirt on that says twenty four eighty four, you're going to get questions, and the pride of walking around with that and being willing and ready to answer those questions, and hey, I'm you know I'm a Clovis High Girls basketball player, and this is what this means. This is what we're about. Um, to have that confidence and that pride walking around is really neat. And, and it, it's really cool to see. And like I said, it, it went to my own daughter, Jillian, when she answered that question right away. This is why I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that and then I think it's really helped with them holding each other accountable. You know, you know, there's a million conversations going on that never reach us of, you know, well, why is coach still not doing this? Why is coach still not playing me? And I, I believe they're answering those questions amongst themselves and, and they're carrying that with them and and uh, talking to each other about it. And they come into practice ready to go and they're proud of those pins sitting on their backpack. So so I, I would honestly say it's, it's helped with our confidence. You know, it has really helped us identify who we are as basketball players and who we are as people. And then to follow that up with, I'm going to put you on the spot with this. Do you, if, if, do you find yourself personally uh, ha- having to check yourself on on this culture? And and do you do you think about like how you personally are 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 holding up to that 2484 culture as well? Absolutely, coach. You know, I think I went through a lot of changes last year as far as my demeanor on the court and how I acted, and and like I said, those those honest conversations. You know, as a coach, you never want to feel, you know, questioned, I guess. But but the ability to really say, hey, let's sit down and talk. Let's really – and let's go back to 2484, you know. Um, let's talk that out. And, and, you know, myself with referees, if I'm not doing my job on that 84 feet and I'm making the referees upset because I'm mad <laughs> over one play, I'm not doing my job. You know, if, if I'm not preparing practice that morning, if I don't prepare – our kids and you know if I've practiced ready to go 10 minutes before we go I'm not doing our 24 part I've got to utilize my 24 hours same way they do theirs to make sure we're ready and Mm -hmm. and I I I honestly maybe it sounds silly I do try to live by that yeah you know I I really do set up in my classroom in the morning and what where do where does my time go you know how do I manage my time between my teaching and also um coaching and it's it's just a nice thing to go back to. Usually that usually it's sitting right there on my chest on my shirt, twenty four eighty four earn it. So it's it's easy to <laughs> remind me, you know. Um I, I I appreciate that question. I haven't really talked that out. So <laughs> Well, I mean it's I, it's, I appreciate it's, that. It's one of those things where you have the of this culture and I know I know my players and, and they would do this in in a in a in a, in a... In a, in a nice way, in a funny way. They're like, what about you, coach? What are you doing? What are you doing with your 24 hours? What do you mean you're going out on a Saturday? What is that? What are you earning? <laughs> I could just see them like like saying something like that. But Well, it, so, yeah, pretty – the other day at practice, we did a charge drill and a loose ball, you know, animal charge drill, and they made me get out there. And uh, they made me take a charge and dive after a loose ball, so they definitely hold me accountable. I told them they, they had a weird camera angle, though, because I didn't, I didn't look as good as I thought I did on – on that charge and diving for a loose ball. So I think it was the camera work. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. There's some, <laughs> some, some, maybe some manipulation with the video. Probably. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, before we hit our concluding uh, segment, I, I, I did want to just ask uh, in a general sense, if there's, uh, if there's guests or there's people listening who are curious about, you know, where to start with culture and where to, uh, you know, start looking to, you know, build their program or even change their culture. What what advice would you give to a coach who's uh, maybe maybe going through that sort of question? I think the best thing we did was was kind of gather up. You know, I grabbed my coaches and I grabbed my, my captains, the girls I trust and I believe in, and we kind of went into the war room. You know, for us, that was breakfast. <laughs> but like I said, I think we were there for three hours. And just just listen, you know, listen to what they have 
hard to say. Listen to the girls. Um, identify that you know you're going to make the final decision and you're going to um, own that. But but what's really been neat to us is having something unique to our program. You know, we all want to be a family. We all want to say family at the end of practice. We all want to say all in or our team name. But what you know, how can you be unique to to make it your own culture? And that's that 2484 is, is like I said, it's taken on a, a life of its own because it is unique to us. There are people who look at me and say, hey, 2484, I don't even know if they know what it means, but but they know that's <laughs> Clovis High Girls basketball. <laughs> you know, they know that. So I would say listen to the people around you, listen to your players. They know they know that what's going on inside your culture a lot better than we do as co coaches and, and find something unique and, and, and make it yours. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's funny. I'm just, I'm just imagining a situation where somebody says 2484 to you and you're just thinking to yourself, you even know like what, what that's so, – all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to tell that story. I have to uh, – a buddy of mine who's been my friend forever, um, he – my wife and I went to lunch and we saw him. And he honestly basically yelled across the restaurant, Coop, 2484, and gave me a fist. And I looked at him, you don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but he – you know – he knew Clubs High Girls Basketball. That's what that's what we believe in. And so, and I think that that's that's like the real. To me, I th I think that that is is just a super cool feeling as a coach when there's when when your program has that that recognition and like people know what your program stands for, like outside of, of the context of the gym or outside of the context of high school, even in the community to like be like, hey, like you know, like what we represent as, as a program and everything like that. I mean, that's, that's like transcendent. That goes like yeah. so far beyond school that you're like kind of in the, in the community at that point and, and, you know, being able to uh, kind of like highlight your program, just highlight all the cool things that like your players are doing and, and just to have that sort of reputation. I mean, especially for you, right? Like you're really stepping in for like a year at this point, knowing yeah. like, where that's going and and before the last last follow question before we hit our uh concluding segment i was curious about is is what are you what do you feel are like your next steps where do you feel like you want to go from here because this is i know kind of just year one one and a half so do you have any future aspirations for for the culture building it or continuing it or what, what do you look for as you look towards the future yeah, um, what's really neat about where we are um, in our area, we we get to go all the way down to our kindergarten um, kids. So the way our high schools work is our high school, we have a high school and then a feeder junior high and then seven to eight feeder elementaries. So we get, you know, I know a lot of coaches don't, don't get that privilege. We get to go all the way down to our kids and they're Clovis High kids, you know, as soon as they're in kindergarten. So really growing that throughout our you know, we call it our, our district within our district, you know, it's the close high area. And, uh, so just, I, you know, I would love, I, I just, we just had a, um, baby two months ago. I can't wait to see her wearing a 2484 <laughs> earn it onesie, you know? Oh, um, yeah. so, so just, uh, and, and not just to wear the, you know, the shirt, but to, to know what it means. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I said, that, that moment when my daughter answered that question, I'll, I'll I'll never forget that moment because that's blending what I believe in as a coach right into blending it, what I believe in as a dad. So that really meant a lot to me. And I, I hope our players, Pat, like I said, Kaya Simeon, passing it down to a third grader um, just to, and again, not, not the t-shirt, but the belief and the, mm -hmm. you know, you do your job off the court, you do your job on the court in, in simple terms. So um, that's what I'd like to see. I, I would love that. You know, I'd love to hear people saying our 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 phrase. Awesome. Now that that that's wonderful. That's that's such a cool, cool thing to hopefully be able to see it grow and and see how it how it just continues to just become just part of the part of the vocabulary, right? Just part yeah. of the part of it. That's awesome. Coach, yeah. to wrap up, there's a couple questions I ask every guest. So I'll go ahead and start with uh the first one here. Thinking back on your coaching career, what is a moment from your career that you think others listening would be able to learn from? You know, so I, I talked about this game already last year in the semifinals of our playoffs. Um, things were just not going well. We actually <laughs> were a pretty solid program and team. We scored zero points in the first quarter um, of that game. We were down 13 nothing to to a great opponent. And, 
you know, just being able to calm down, look at what's going on. Um, our shooter last year, Isabella Boscacci, I think she missed about three or four threes in the first quarter. And that, that's what we were trying to do. You know, we're trying to open up our shooter, get her the ball. Um, and it just wasn't dropping. And, and you know, instead of, you know, benching her or getting upset with refs or, you know, trying to make a point, we just stuck to the game plan, stuck to it. And uh, she ended up hitting seven threes throughout the game. <laughs> um, and that's what won us the game. That's what um, spurred our comeback. And, and, and I do believe in the past for me, there were moments in that game where, I would have broken as far as my mentality where I would have, you know, benched somebody or, you know, been silly and gotten a technical foul <laughs> just out of frustration, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. I've been in those situations and, and to really calm down. And, and what I told our girls at, at one point was we're getting what we want. It's going to happen. We're getting what we want, believe. And I do believe that um, them seeing me trust in the game plan help them trust in the game plan if I you know like I said if I was losing my mind and throwing things or whatever they're, they're probably like oh man this is this is not gonna go well but they saw my belief my coaches standing strong here's what we're doing it's gonna work it's gonna work and it did and I think that I, you know let's be honest the, those are the games that help culture too <laughs> you know Put if we get bounced like that yeah yeah if we get bounced early in the playoffs you know that's a great a great slogan 2484 but when you can point back to specific moments of this is where our culture stands and this is what you know that's where things build so so the girls stick into the plan there and i think my demeanor it it, it was certainly new for me and and just kind of being able to look at the offense is working stick with it don't panic um i, I definitely think that was a coaching moment for me that 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 uh, i learned from at least <laughs> No, that, that's, yeah, like, it's awesome. It's awesome to see, like, uh, like, as you mentioned, right, like, you have uh, a culture, and you're trying to build it, and everything's great, and everyone's buying in, especially when things are going well, but it's kind of like, okay, what's going to happen when that first test, that first real, real test like that, you know, in a playoff type situation, to see everybody sort of stick to like the plan like you said and, and come through them that's that's awesome and i think like you said n there's nothing better to kind of cement culture than than to have a situation or a story like that so right that's really cool right. coach to wrap up uh i do what i call 60 second soapbox though feel free to go longer i never time anyone uh for <laughs> you to get out a final message a closing thought kind of a final idea something that you want to uh, go ahead and leave the the listeners with so I'm just going to kind of open up the uh, the platform to you, and I'm just going to kind of let you take it from here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one um, as I, you know, I printed out your questions. I've been looking at them all week, <laughs> just trying to prepare. But, uh, you know, the thing we talked about with our kids um, recently was, you know, when we, we run into some trouble, you know, whether it's, you know, amongst the players or, or anything like that is the thing I try try to remind them and what I really learned from my grandfather as a coach I would say the number one thing is who you are on the court is who you're going to be outside of the gym um, and I know that that's kind of a broad statement but if you're the kid who, who really digs down deep and really finds a way to fight for what you want that's who you're going to be out out there you know you're going to get the job you want because you know how to work I, I heard one of my former grandfather's players tell me one time he goes Coop he goes you know Hard work is at basketball. Two, two a day, six a.m. practice, where coaches, you know, yelling at you and and, and uh, asking you to be better. That's what's hard. Working an overtime shift behind a computer—that's not hard. <laughs> you know, we've been through hard in the gym, and I, I believe that um, the the work you put in, or the opposite, if you're the, if you're the kid who takes shortcuts and and you know, doesn't touch the line, I think that's who you're going to be. And you're going to have to figure out a way to not be, you know, a person who takes shortcuts at work or in school or in college or, you know, in relationships and, and, and things like that as parents. Um, I, I just, it's really, it's another thing that we can really talk to our kids about is who are you on the court? That's who you're going to be out there. And, and I've had to go through that with my own life. You know, I, I think I was, um, I, I love the game him so much that I always felt like I worked very hard and very fiery and that got me in trouble you know I'd I'd you know snap back at a coach because I I thought what I was doing was right because I was so passionate about it 
Well, now I sit here with bosses who I'm like, I, I think, you know, I think I'm right in this situation. But I've had to learn, can't do that, you know? So it, it's just something really neat to, to really say to your kids as a coach. Who are you on the court and how is that going to translate to who you are outside of the gym and, and going forward? Um, so so I would I would encourage coaches to kind of have that conversation a little bit. And, you know, that's another way you can kind of build a culture. That's something you can start off with, base your culture off of. Um, what are we doing in here? And, and that's our goal. You know, I, I hope I have some WNBA players. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But you know, what I'm trying to teach them and what our culture is and, and that phrase I just used of, you know, who are you in here? That's that's the goal. That's what we need to teach as as coaches and teachers and people, you know, as role models. And and that's what I've learned from my role models. And that's what I hope to pass down. And now I now I have something I can steal. I'm going to now I can take <laughs> that 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 specific little piece from you. So, no, that that's that's great. I, I really like the wording of that, too. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense too, right? Like the way that you are on the court, that's going to be probably how you're going to act and the demeanor and, and everything you're going to yeah. carry out into the adult world. So no, I, I think that's, that's awesome. Uh, Coach Steele, I want to thank you for spending some time here talking about uh, your program, talking about all the cool things with the 2484 Earn It culture and the the players that you got, your staff, everything, and, and all the cool stories that you shared. It sounds like you're doing some great work over there and, and it sounds like you're only just getting started too. And so it's going to be really cool to follow your journey and see like where, where this culture, where, where it leads and where it takes you uh, in, in the coming years as you continue to kind of build and, and, and keep growing your program. So coach, thank you so much. Best of luck along the way. And, and, and thank you so much for, for sharing everything about your culture with us today. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Um, I really appreciate you reaching out, and I've listened to a whole bunch of, of the podcast since since we connected. So really have learned a lot already, and I, I look forward to continuing to listen. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that, and really appreciate all of you listening here to this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This was another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.